First, you turn the time circuits on. This readout tells you where you're going. This one tells you where you are. This one tells you where you were. You input your destination time on this keypad. Say you want to see the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Or witness the birth of Christ. Here's a red letter date in the history of science. November 5th, 1955. Yes, of course, November 5th, 1985 is not his year. In 1985, teenager Marty McFly lives in Hill Valley, California, with his depressed alcoholic mother, Lorraine, his older siblings, who are professional and social failures, and his meek father, George, who is bullied by his supervisor, Biff Tannen. After Marty's band is rejected from a music audition, he confides in his girlfriend, Jennifer Parker, that he fears becoming like his parents despite his ambitions. That night, Marty meets his eccentric scientist friend, Emma Duck Brown, in the Twin Pines Mall parking lot. Duck unveils a time machine built from a modified DeLorean, powered by plutonium he swindled from Libyan terrorists. After Duck inputs a destination time of November the 5th, 1955, the day he first conceived his time travel invention, the terrorists arrive unexpectedly and gun Duck down. Marty flees in the DeLorean, inadvertently activating time travel when he reaches 88 miles per hour, 142 kilometers per hour. Arriving in 1955, Marty discovers he has no plutonium to return. While exploring a burgeoning hill valley, Marty encounters his teenage father and discovers Biff was bullying George even then. George falls into the part of an oncoming car while spying on the teenage Lorraine. Changing clothes, and Marty is knocked unconscious while saving him. He waits to find himself tended to by Lorraine, who becomes infatuated with him. Marty tracks down, and convinces a younger Doc that he is from the future, but Doc explains the only source available in 1955 capable of generating the power required for time travel is a lightning bolt. Marty shows Doc a flyer from the future that documents an upcoming lightning strike at the town's courthouse. As Marty's siblings begin to fade from a photo he is carrying with him, Duck realizes Marty's actions are altering the future and jeopardizing his existence. Lorraine was supposed to tend to George instead of Marty after the car accident. Early attempts to get his parents acquainted fail, and Lorraine's infatuation with Marty deepens. Russia is the world's biggest nuclear power based on the number of nuclear warheads. It has 5,977 warheads while the United States has 5,428, according to the Federation of American Scientists. 
Those figures include stockpiled and retired warheads, but both Moscow and Washington have enough firepower to destroy the world many times over. Russia has 1,458 strategic nuclear warheads deployed, or ready to fire, and the United States has 1,389 deployed, according to the latest publicly declared data. These warheads are on intercontinental ballistic missiles, ballistic missiles on submarines and strategic bombers. When it comes to tactical nuclear weapons, Russia has about 10 times the number the United States has. Around half of the 200 U.S. tactical nuclear weapons are deployed at bases in Europe. The U.S. tactical nuclear weapons have adjustable yields of 0.3 to 170 kilotons. The atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima was equivalent to about 15 kilotons of dynamite. По данным Федерации американских ученых, Россия является крупнейшей в мире ядерной державой по количеству ядерных боеголовок. У нее 5977 боеголовок, а у США 5428. Эти цифры включают накопленные и снятые с вооружения боеголовки, но и у Москвы, и у Вашингтона достаточно огневой мощи, чтобы многократно уничтожить мир. Согласно последним опубликованным данным, у России развернуто или готово к пуску 1458 стратегических ядерных боеголовок, а у США – 1389. Эти боеголовки есть на межконтинентальных баллистических ракетах, баллистических ракетах на подводных лодках и стратегических бомбардировщиках. Когда дело доходит до тактического ядерного оружия, у России его примерно в 10 раз больше, чем у США. Около половины из 200 тактических ядерных вооружений США развернуты на базах в Европе. Тактическое ядерное оружие США имеет регулируемую мощность от 0,3 до 170 килотон. Атомная бомба, сброшенная на Хиросиму, была эквивалентна примерно 15 килотоннам динамита. Putin probably estimates that launching a low-yield nuclear strike in Ukraine will not trigger a U.S. response, and certainly not with nuclear weapons. Russian planners believe Americans have a low tolerance for war casualties, especially for nuclear risks. President Obama's Global Zero initiative to eliminate the U.S. nuclear arsenal over time reinforced this belief, along with President Biden's announcement that U.S. forces would not intervene shortly after Russia attacked Ukraine. While Russia currently holds a 10 to 1 ratio advantage over the U.S. in tactical nuclear weapons, Biden canceled a program to develop a new low-yield nuclear-tipped sea-launched cruise missile authorized by former President Trump specifically to counter Russia's escalate-to-escalate strategy. Russian President Vladimir Putin recently sent nuclear-capable bombers to a critical Russian military installation where the country keeps part of its nuclear arsenal. The move is the latest sign that Putin may deploy nuclear weapons. The Israeli satellite intelligence firm ImageSat International was the first to detect an irregular presence of Russian to 160 and to 95 strategic bombers at Russia's Olnia Air Base, the Jerusalem Post reported. The base is located in the northwest of Russia, near its border with Finland, and hosts a number of Russian nuclear weapons. Journalist Donald Standiford shared image sets photos showing the Russian bombers parked on a runway at the Olnir Air Base.
Satellite photos captured by ImageSat showed 4-160s at the Russian nuclear weapons base on August 21. The firm spotted three additional to 95 bombers at the base last week, on September 25. Through ongoing patterns of life, the system indicates that Engels Air Base is the possible departure point of the strategic bombers detected in Olnir Air Base, the satellite intelligence firm reported. Engels Air Base is the long-range Russian bomber closest to Ukraine. The base is home to the 121st Heavy Bomber Aviation Regiment. It is unclear why the Engels-based bombers were repositioned to the Olnir Air Base. The move comes as Russia has seen setbacks in its ongoing invasion of Ukraine, and as Putin has made multiple new indications he may use nuclear weapons. While ordering a partial military mobilization of 300,000 reserve forces last month, Putin accused the US and other Western nations of committing nuclear blackmail against Russia. He then said, I would like to remind those who make such statements regarding Russia that our country has different types of weapons as well, and some of them are more modern than the weapons NATO countries have. In the event of a threat to the territorial integrity of our country and to defend Russia and our people, we will certainly make use of all weapon systems available to us, Putin added. This is not a bluff. In another speech last week, Putin appeared to justify a potential nuclear attack, saying the US had already set a precedent for such action when they bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan to bring about an end to World War II. Russia has already made nuclear threats specifically aimed at Finland and Sweden. After Russia launched its full-scale invasion of Ukraine, Sweden and Finland began discussions on joining the US-led North Atlantic Treaty Organization NATO. In response, former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev threatened that Russia could deploy nuclear weapons to the Baltic region. Several U.S. surveillance aircraft have been spotted flying around the Russian Baltic Sea enclave of Kaliningrad in recent days. The surveillance flights could be searching for any activity from Russian nuclear forces. I like to be able to reach in my box and get my tool. Yeah, it's got my coordinates in that driver. Here's the instructor. Comes right back here, right? So revving up the engine. Listen I, to the howl and roar. I was number one in class for uh, just getting a gun. Metal under tension. Listen. Yes. We're begging <laughs> you to touch and go. The new movie's amazing. Have you seen it? No. Is it? Is it good? Is it good? It's like awesome. It? Really? Yes. I'm kind of really curious about it. Yeah. You know, beautiful. Look at that. What is that?
Is that like 100 pounds? No. No. 40. 40? 30. That's heavy. Oscilloscope, right? That's an oscilloscope. That's an oscilloscope. That is what? This is a modern one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Digital. Yeah. Right? Yep. Was that your go-to tool? Was the oscilloscope your, you know, go-to tool? Um, it hasn't been for years. Not for years. My go-to is, uh, my, that's a signal centimeter. I haven't used it in 10 years. I retired 10 years ago now. But I uh, I can't part with it, I don't know. That was my favorite tool. I could probably still get a couple grand for it, but
Um, is it giving you problems? Oh yeah, I'll uh, show you. I had all kinds Remember that? I was doing yeah, that. Yeah, I remember old TVs. Used to have that dial. Yeah. Yeah. I just got this Jesus most legit. useless thing from the store the other day for $3, well, which is a portable TV CRT Bentley from a Bentley car. Yeah. And it just plugs into the cigar, right? Okay. But the problem is it's a analog TV. It's not going to pick up the signal. I have to get a converter. It's not going to pick up the signal no, from no, being powered. No yeah, because oh. it's CRT. So we're, right, so where's the class to be wired? Go ahead and check that car out. Turn it on. You show it. Show it. Show it. Show it. Show it. Show it. Yeah, we were in there. We were talking about CRTs. Yeah. That's a touch screen. Everything in there is. Oh, wow. Is this Totally rude, and we can act like an imbecile. And we could, we could dance. I told him, if you don't like to dance, we can't be friends. We could dance. Not only do you have great um, taste in music, you have great taste in cars. Woo! Look at that. It's a little hot in here. I'm gonna air it out. Sweet. I love that digital screen. LED. It's really cool when it's on too. 
sweet. Like the lighting effect. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a little hot in here, but yeah. If you turn it on, yeah. it, it like it has this sort of laser like display. Yeah. It's like the most insane shit I've ever seen. <laughs> no dude, I'm serious. Go go turn it on. Like when okay. it when the screen is on, it's yeah. like a whole other thing. I've okay. never seen anything like it. Look at this, it's like going back into the future. Or um back to the future. Yeah. Between concept and putting it together was usually six years. They started that concept. Yeah? They started putting that in in 85. Wow. So this is a 1985 technology. Really? I've actually taken that apart because I had fixed the CRT. Yeah? What that is is a, a four-inch CRT. Uh-huh. It's CRT in there. The touch screen section is just an overlay. It's a plastic screen on, on oh. the top of the screen. It's not actually part of the tube. Wow. So you can, with that overlay, you can make any TV do the same touch screen. Amazing. This is the first touch screen in a car? Yes. 1989. Is it? Well, okay, here we go. Touch screen. So here's the, the first touch screen of car, 1989 car. Here we go. And listen to that. Ooh. That's touchscreen. Holy cow. Flipping out. This is some using the touchscreen to adjust the volume and then AM FM, which I'm not going to change it because this is an awesome station. But And then we got seek and balance and scan, cool, warm. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Sick. I know. That I'm, is sick. Look at it. And let's look at it. Friday, January 1st, 1988. It's still on the same clock. It's still on it, yeah. Holy cow. Like futuristic. Yeah, I know. Just like Holy the rock, like design of it, it just looks like 
it's like some Nintendo shit. Right? You it's know? an EQ. It's that, like, the, the pixels, though, like, this is Nintendo, the first wave NES, I think, over, be corresponded with this late 80s yeah, time. You know, like, I think that that, so it was before Super Nintendo. It was wow. like a, like that area of, of video game, and this, to me, it just has vi like video game vibes. That's right. a video game, like title screen. What's it say? Oh yeah, that's a good one. It says, Wait, "Engine controls problem detected. Engine controls computer has detected electrical problem. Service check required." Holy so cow! This is a three eighteen front wheel drive. Yeah. And usually mid twenties for the time. I think it's when you just run it around here. AC works. Really? Yeah, it feels cool in here. I never even tried it. It's not bad, right? This it is so futuristic. Yeah, Isn't it wild? In the back, please let you? please let me know when you want to sell I it. I want to sell it. This is for sale right now. How much? Four grand. What? Yeah. That's all I got into it. I'm not asking four grand. I put into it. I put a water pump in. I did some other odds and ends. Four grand right now. Oh my This gosh. is a keeper, oh and it has gosh. no rust on it. This is. A, it's got some damage, but it can be straightened. Up on the front, you can see it. And uh, I don't know oh if you noticed the pop-up headlights. Wow. Yeah. You can do the. Yeah. Uh, you can do the sign. What is that? How's that sign go? My my headlights pop up. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, lights. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was slow on that. Uh, you were actually telling me to... Yeah. Okay. I said sorry. I was a little slow on that. You were telling me to hit the lights. Beautiful. And the tires are all good. The brakes are on. The ABS light was on, but it didn't seem to affect the brakes at all. Unreal. That screen is sick. Yeah. Why is it, why does it say 1988 on there? Is that intentional? No, I, I put a new battery in it. I haven't reset it. Oh, okay. So it defaults back. Yeah. Back to the future. Back to the future. I made a meme where it shows Marty McFly, you know, yeah. coming in the second one where the DeLorean, they go in the city there, and it shows him, and it says 1985, Back to the Future. 2022 let's go back to 1985 go back to the 80s Great. 4g 4k huh? yeah. wow and it is a nice driving car but it was uh, it's uh, right here something going on there Wow. It's like going into a time machine. Now, you know, seriously. Seriously. No, it's that, like, that, what? Sorry. I'm looking at a... Check that one out. Oh, I... That one there? Now, that's a sister yeah. car to this. Oh, yeah? It, that's an 88. Okay, that is... They made these sister cars 20,000 each. They made only 20,000 of those, 20,000 of those. So Cadillac, 
and be like, Why is it in such good condition? You've had it your whole life? No, no, I just got it. I picked it up last fall, last summer. Just to fix up the little things, and there's still a couple of little things, but for going to shows and stuff, they don't matter. Car show, car show. Uh, but that one, um, unfortunately, that one leaked water in to the point where the floor was too wet, too long, carpet's crap. Actually, I still have the carpet, but it's um, that only has 97,000 miles on it, 4.1 front wheel drive, um, all new brakes, all new tires. That thing goes. Step on the gas in that car, and you're, you're moving. You're up to whatever speed you want to go to. And then as soon as you take your foot off the gas, you know, a normal car, and a little bit of deceleration, not with that one, it just goes, it just cruises. Very, uh, 30 plus miles per gallon. That one's ready to go for a long time. But that hard top, it makes it hard to use as a convertible. Because there's a soft top under there. Soft top makes it easier to tighten it down, you know, and it's like, I like the book. I still like participating with that, too. This looks like a convertible with the top off. But with that, it looks like a sexy freaking car. How's the drilling? I got an That important, Todd, to an engine? Yeah. 
because I've never seen so dirt, someone so <laughs> yeah. dirty. This is your friend, Carl Siegen. I'm speaking to you via satellite from within the center of Jupiter, or more appropriately, Jupitron. Not to be confused with, yet quite similar to, the video game and also motion picture entertainment, Tron. It is very neon here, but that's beside the point. Now, whenever we are riding our, uh, shall we call, surface vehicles around the surface of Jupiter, we are always listening to Man Behind the Machine podcast. Of course, we are about uh, 40 years behind you. However, any day now, we should receive episode 5. <laughs> 